You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, thanks so much for joining us for Worshipology. This has been a great season of podcasts in 2022. I think we've done about 28 of these episodes. And uh, just a quick recap, I mean, we've had conversations with worship leaders like uh, Brad and Rebecca, Clayton Brooks, uh, artists like Kate Thompson and Spencer Annis, um, songwriters like Chrissy Nordoff and KJ Scriven. We've had chats with musicians like uh, Matt Podesla, the guitarist, and uh, Brian Beal, who plays drums with Big Daddy Weave. And we've even chatted with pastors like Dustin Smith and Greg Ford. It has been a great season. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to be taking the month of December off uh, just to do a few extra projects and to focus on a few things. But we're going to be right back here uh, starting on January 3rd, 2023. And it is crazy to think that we are just a few weeks away from a new year, just a few weeks away from Christmas. And uh, I would love to hear from you guys what you would want to hear on this podcast. Maybe give me some suggestions on topics to talk about, uh, guests to have on the podcast. So be sure to hit me up on social media. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Curtis Parks. And uh, just let me know what you'd want to hear on Worshipology. This is a podcast all about equipping uh, worship teams and leaders and worshipers of Jesus. And my heart is just to help uh, everyone out there grow in their lives and in their leadership. So be sure to hit me up and let me know how this has been encouraging, what you think of the podcast. And uh, hey, excited to see the book, Worshipology. Uh, It was released about a month ago, and it's already made its way into the hands of many leaders. Uh, Churches and different worship teams are going through it as a team. And so I'm just really encouraged to hear that the message is finding its way into hearts. And uh, thank you so much for your support in that. And uh, hey, today it's just me uh, closing out this season of podcasts here in 2022. And I just wanted to talk about a few different things that are really close to my heart right now, uh, kind of in the in the moment, uh, really just about leadership. I want to talk about three different uh, lenses of leadership today. Uh, the first one is leading with resolve. I'm going to talk a little bit about resolve. Uh, what does it mean and how do you lead uh, with that just firmness in your heart and uh, come out of scripture with that. Leading with relationship. You cannot do leadership alone. Uh, Everywhere in the scriptures, you see great leaders doing uh, life and leadership in community. So everywhere from Moses to David to Jesus to Paul, uh, leaders do it well when they go with others. And so we're going to talk about leading with resolve, leading with relationship, and also uh, leading with creativity. I think uh, creativity is one of the most important things that any leader of today, uh, specifically worship leaders and worship pastors, uh, need to have. And creativity is something that we get from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to talk about those three aspects of leadership. And the first one This is just kind of a season that I'm going through personally right now. Uh, Some of you guys know this story. If you listen to the podcast, if you tracked along, uh, this has been a crazy year of transition for me and my family. Uh, We were church planting in Nashville for the last five years and really just felt like the Lord was leading us into a new season, uh, kind of stepping back into uh, just worship leading full time. And I had no idea what that looked like at the top of this year, Uh, but really it's been an amazing journey of just trusting God 
and uh, relationship uh, happened with this incredible church called Destination Church based out of the uh, Richmond, Virginia area. And so we've been up here for a few months now, just loving it. Uh, But whenever you step into a new season, I think resolve is so important. And uh, when you look at scripture, you know, this, this word resolve does pop up. It pops up in the book of Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 4.27. This is where Solomon's actually uh, writing for his, his son. And uh, he says, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. It's this idea of resolve and, and standing firm and not being swayed uh, to the right or to the left. The word resolve pops up all throughout the Old Testament in Judges and Second Chronicles. I love this. In Psalm 112, verse 8, it says, his resolve is firm. He will not succumb to fear before he looks in triumph on his enemies. Whew, that's good. But one of my favorite verses about resolve happens in Daniel chapter one, verse eight. Now, Daniel is kind of, uh, he's, he's in a foreign land and he's, uh, you know, picked out among all of these people to kind of, um, see who's who with the King's man. And he's offered all these amazing things with the King's food and, and choice wine. But I love what it says in, in verse eight of chapter one, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with King's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. Uh, Daniel resolved in his heart uh, to live with a certain standard and to kind of uphold this godly form of leadership. And, uh, you know, that's really what was re- resolve is all about. It's standing firm in the face of hardship and difficulty, and especially in the face of the enemy. And it's saying, no, like I am going to uh, live this life with a resolve in my heart to, to be set apart, to be consecrated, uh, to live like, like God's called me to live. And, and so when it comes to leadership and leading uh, with resolve, I think you just really have to stick to your guns. You have to uh, stand firm in your vision. You have to stand firm in, in what you know the Lord has is leading you um, to to lead others with. And so for the worship leaders and worship pastors out there, you know, don't get discouraged uh, when when people kind of uh, have different opinions or different ideas or, you know, uh, they always say that uh, leadership is hard because you have to make the decisions that no one else wants to make and you have to live with the consequences that no one else wants to live with. Uh, but man, when you see uh, godly leadership in the Bible, it always comes with attack. And I think in this day and age, man, there is a ton of attack on on the church, on godly leadership. And and granted, there has been a lot of uh, things that have kind of been revealed with uh, unfaithful leaders and, and people, you know, taking advantage of others in their leadership positions. And so I'm definitely not talking about anything of a scandalous nature or cover up uh, because those things need to be exposed. And we know that it says in Luke chapter eight, you know, that uh, nothing is hidden that won't become uh, known to all. Nothing is done in secret that won't be revealed in the light. And so I think God is uh, really great at exposing the things that need to be exposed in uh, ungodly leadership. Uh, but I'm talking about a resolve in godly leadership where, uh, man, when you feel the attack of the enemy, that's just, uh, Satan only messes with people that he's afraid of. And uh, if you've got a lot of attack going on right now, I'm speaking to you and I just want to encourage you, stand firm uh, in the Lord, stay true uh, to your vision and lead with resolve. Don't be swayed to the right or to the left. Don't be Uh, you know, don't coddle to uh, everyone's opinions and and thoughts. You do need to have wise counsel and you need to have people uh, that you can bounce ideas off of. And and I'll talk about leading with community and relationship here in a minute, but 
There is something uh, powerful about leading with a resolve. Uh, I read a book a few years ago called Grit by Angela Duckworth, and it's a powerful book that just kind of talks about the strength of determination. And I think that's what it takes in leadership today. It takes a determination. Uh, it takes a you know a hard stance, and you're just going to say, hey, look, uh, this is the vision. This is what I feel like the Lord has given to me for this team, for this church, if you're a pastor. Uh, and then, of course, this even translates to family and just leading with a resolve with your family and not letting culture and all of these other voices and distractions uh, kind of pierce um, the vision and the heart that God's given you to lead your family. Uh, but when it comes to leading a worship team and a, and a worship culture uh, within your church, uh, you got to lead with resolve and you've got to not be swayed uh, to the right or to the left. And I just kind of want to share, you know, personally um, in this season, really vulnerably, you know, kind of coming from a church planting uh, five years, man, that was the hardest five years of ministry in my life. I've been a Christian for Man, I just turned 40 this year, and so I've been a Christian for about 30 years, and uh, in ministry for 25 of those years, uh, started leading worship as a teenager in my dad's church, and of course, uh, led worship all throughout college and in bands, and then uh, planted a church after uh, being a worship pastor at National Community Church in Washington, D.C. Uh, 2015, 2016, we felt that call, and so in 2017, we moved down to Nashville, planted a church, and wow, uh, quickly we realized that uh, Satan does not like church planters, and he's going to do everything in his power uh, to bring you down and take you out. And I feel like almost every day, uh, we were just getting kicked in the teeth and knocked down. And, um, you know, we, we oftentimes would just have people come into our lives and just promise the world and say, Hey, you know, we're here for you guys. And we want to help you, uh, as you, as you build this church and start this church and, and, uh, just, just time and time again, uh, dealt with just a lot of pain and uh, hardship and, uh, ran over a lot of speed bumps. And here's the deal. If, if at the end of the day, the reason that you step into your calling and you pursue ministry uh, and you go after the things that God's called you to, it has to be just out of a heart of obedience. It has to be to please the heart of the Father. It can't be about anything else. Your motivation has to be uh, just to walk out your calling and uh, live uh, according to His will and purpose for your life. And if it's not to please the Father's heart, uh, then you're going to be doing it for the wrong motivations. And I think uh, oftentimes in the church planning journey that we had over the, those five years, uh, I just had to continuously remind myself, hey, the reason we're doing this is not to please so-and-so. It's not to you know, appeal to this people group or this. It's to seek and save the lost. It's to do the things that Jesus would have us do. And to see people discover the truth of the gospel and to find relationship with Christ and community within the church. And so we just had to constantly remind ourselves, my wife and I, just, hey, we are doing this because the Lord called us to it. And I think that's the resolve that I'm talking about here. It says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. In some translations, it actually says, act like men. And it's very clear that, you know, uh, the writer of Corinthians, Paul here, is talking to the guys in the audience. And and I think, you know, you got to be on your guard these days. You have to be on the lookout 
Um, but I love that stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. I actually just wrote a song uh, with Paul Wilbur uh, that's all about this verse, about uh, standing firm in our faith. And, and really, it's all about resolve. So don't be wavered. Uh, don't be, uh, you know, persuaded by, by public opinion. And people are going to have opinions. You know, if you're a leader, uh, I would highly encourage you to check out the book by Sam Chan called Leadership Pain. It just kind of lays it out and tells you, hey, this is what you get to expect as a leader. Uh, people are going to uh, oppose you. Uh, they're going to promise you the world and leave you high and dry. Um, you know, you're going to go through ups and downs, mountains and valleys. Uh, you're going to have some days where you don't want to get out of bed. But the truth is, every time your feet hit the floor, you're telling the enemy, not today. Uh, you are standing firm, quite literally, uh, in the faith, and you're giving it one more shot. And, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of into boxing analogies lately. And uh, by no means am I a boxer. I, I don't have that kind of strength yet. I'd love to get back in shape, but um, that's another conversation for another time. But I love these boxing analogies, like uh, going one more round and you're on the ropes and don't throw in the towel and, you know, uh, all of these things uh, that just kind of say, keep fighting, keep fighting, don't give up. Uh, what is the one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Galatians 6, 9, it talks about how we're going to reap a harvest if we don't give up. Don't grow weary of doing good. And so it's all about uh, living and leading with resolve. And so I just want to encourage you, if you feel weary today, uh, just know that every leader in the Bible uh, felt weary. Uh, but it is those leaders that said in their hearts and in their minds, they just made up their minds and said, no, I'm going to lead with resolve and purpose in my heart. And I'm not going to uh, falter to the right or to the left. I'm going to keep moving forward. The kingdom of God advances, right? And so uh, we're not going to fall back. We're not going to just maintain the ground. We're going to advance the kingdom. And uh, praise God, it's Jesus who builds his church. And we just kind of get to come in commission with what Jesus is doing. So whether we're uh, pastors or volunteers or worship leaders, worship teams or worshipers, man, we're doing this thing called the Great Commission. And that is uh, the call of every believer, I believe. Um, you know, Jesus told all of us, hey, go and make disciples. And so we get to do this in tandem with Jesus and he's going before us. He's making a way. And so lead with resolve. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is leading with relationship or leading through relationship. Uh, I love this phrase. It says, alone you go fast, but together you go far. And uh, look, the kingdom of God, this this life that we're called to lead, uh, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And so you got to think the long game. And to do that, you have to have relationship. Uh, you have to have others and you have to have community in your life. And I'm just reminded of uh, probably the greatest leader in the Old Testament. It's Moses. And, uh, you know, he leads a million plus people out of Egypt and through the Red Sea and into the desert. He's taking them uh, obviously to the promised land, but man, there are so many obstacles that they face, not just physically, but uh, mentally and spiritually. And uh, Moses is carrying all of this on his shoulders, on his own back. And I love the way that God just kind of sees this and he's like, man, this is not good. Uh, and so I, I, I love this passage. It's in a Numbers 11 uh, verses 16, and I think it goes through 18. And uh, this is where the Lord says to Moses, gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them and bring them to the tent of meeting. And this is literally a tent of where God would meet with Moses. And it says, let them take their stand there with you. 
and I will come down and talk with you there and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you may not bear it yourself alone. Man, that is so good. Uh, that's Numbers 11, 16, and 17. And, and God's basically telling Moses, look, this is not a burden for you to carry on your own. Uh, you got to have people in your corner. You have to have a community and relationship when you're in leadership. And so that's just a great passage. And of course, you can look all throughout the Bible. I mean, David had his his mighty men. Uh, Jesus, of course, had the 12. Paul even has a team of people that he goes and spreads the gospel through the ancient landscape. And, and we have to realize that uh, ministry is not a solo sport. Christianity is not meant to be done alone. Christianity has always been a community-based religion, a community-based uh, following Jesus together, encouraging one another. I mean, in the New Testament, you've got 60 plus uh, one another phrases, you know, and one of those is bear one another's burdens and uh, love one another, spur one another on to good deeds, honor one another. And I could go on and on because I'm so passionate about the one another phrases. And look, I'll be honest, complete vulnerability here. I've had seasons of ministry in my life where I've tried to do everything myself, you know, make all the tough decisions myself and just take on the burden. And, uh, you know, I was praying as hard as I could and, and studying the word and worshiping when there wasn't a microphone in front of me. But still, I look back on those seasons uh, where I was trying to do everything in my own strength, really. And they were lonely seasons and they were seasons that it was really, really hard and then I look back on seasons where I had a huge staff. I mean, uh, even looking back on my time at National Community, you know, we had uh, seven or eight worship leaders on staff. I had another five or six volunteer worship leaders, and we got together uh, almost every Monday night for a, a good year or two at my house. Uh, Sarah, my wife, would cook an amazing meal. We'd share this meal at the table, and uh, we literally called it the tribe because uh, there were 12 worship leaders in our group. Uh, but man, we just talked ministry and life, and we talked about some of the uh, difficulties that we were, the challenges that we were experiencing, but also the the mountaintops and the high moments of leading worship at this church. We had eight locations. And so, uh, man, those were some glorious times. I mean, it was just, uh, leadership was a lot more fun and enjoyable because I had people that I was sharing that burden with. And I would just encourage you, if you're a leader uh, and you feel lonely in this season or you feel uh, discouraged or weary, relationship is a huge key in overcoming that. And uh, I think we're only uh, cheating ourselves when we try to do everything in our own strength. But uh, find that one or two people on your team that you can just uh, kind of lean on for. Maybe not, um, you know, some of the high level decisions, or maybe it is. But but even some of the stuff where you know you can just, hey, can you help me? Uh, I'm picking songs for this weekend. What what songs, you know, would you want to hear? Or you know, if there's uh, you know, somebody that can oversee musicians and somebody that can oversee vocals. And then you're just kind of pastoring the team. I'm just throwing ideas out there, but, you know, bring people in that have been faithful, that have shown themselves, uh, trustworthy and, uh, give them some leadership, uh, give them some opportunities to kind of rise to the occasion. Cause what that does is simultaneously, it puts you into a mentoring discipleship, 
uh, relationship, but it also transfers the weight of leadership so that you're not carrying it all on your own shoulders. And just like it did with Moses here in Numbers chapter 11, uh, man, it's going to put you in a much better place where you can find those people. Does it open you to the possibility of being hurt? Absolutely. Uh, but nothing uh, worth doing is ever easy. And that includes relationships with people. Uh, man, I can tell you a plethora of stories about you know, relationships that have hurt me in the past. And, uh, you know, this is not a podcast about church hurt, but man, let's be honest. You know, there are uh, plenty of examples of, uh, and all of us have a story or two where it's like, man, we just felt like we got done wrong in that season. Uh, but then there's so many other stories where it's like, man, that person, uh, you know, they really helped me out. They really were there for me in a tough time. And, uh, man, I'll take those stories, uh, nine times out of 10, over the hard ones because life is just so much better when you do it with others. And so lead with relationship. And then the last thing I want to talk about is just kind of something that's close to my heart, especially in this season as we're going into Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'm in a songwriting season with our team at Destination Church. And so leading with creativity. I think that's one of the ways to keep worship leading fun, just on a practical level, but really on a spiritual level uh, and on a biblical level. We're called to be, I think, the most creative people on the planet. I think uh, Christians, you know, we we have uh, obviously like the greatest story to live for. Uh, we are doing life in tandem with Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's that Holy Spirit that gives us creativity. In fact, in the Bible early on in Exodus chapter 31, uh, the first person to be filled with the Holy Spirit uh, is this guy named Bezalel, son of Uri. And you can read about it in Exodus chapter 31. And, you know, Bezalel was kind of selected by God uh, to make artistic designs out of gold and silver and bronze and different stones really for... Um, you know, the tabernacle and, and, uh, it's all about creativity and the, f the spirit of God, uh, filled him with wisdom and understanding and knowledge to understand how to do all this stuff. And so, you know, creativity is part of our calling. And so if you're a worship leader and you're kind of like, man, I'm doing the same songs and it feels like it's getting redundant and, and there's no uh, fresh life, fresh energy, uh, creativity is something that can bring life back into, uh, a season of lifelessness, maybe a season of weariness. And, uh, you know, just a couple of real practical, uh, current things that, that we're doing, you know, this coming weekend, we're actually doing an all keyboard, uh, weekend where there's going to be like three keyboards on stage. Uh, we're, we're in the process of recording backing tracks and doing some fun stuff with, uh, you know, arpeggiators and synths and not to go overboard with it, but just to kind of bring a fresh sound, uh, especially with the Christmas season. So we're going to do Angels We Have Heard on High and kind of do like this fun EDM uh, pop synth style. And uh, I think we're doing King of Kings by Hillsong and then a, another original song that we've got called Over Us. And, you know, just bringing some uh, spice into the whole thing and just it's going to be a lot of keyboards and synth and pad and it's going to be fun. And then next week we're totally flipping it on its head and going all acoustic. So we've got some acoustic guitars. I'm going to be leading with mandolin. Uh, we've got some piano going on. And so, you know, just kind of mixing it up, keeping it fresh and bringing some creativity into the mix. And then, of course, for our Christmas Eve services, I mean, we're going all out with like some cello arrangements. We're bringing a choir up there. And so just having fun with it. And, uh, you know, it's OK to have fun in church. I mean, man, if church can't be a fun place, I think we're doing it wrong. Uh, we've got a message where, you know, John 10, 10, Jesus says, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. And so I think 
uh, you know, God is a God who created fun and creativity and uh, recreation. And so have some fun in your worship and bring some creativity in there. Of course, songwriting is a huge part of the creative factor. So writing songs uh, with your team, writing songs out of the messages uh, that are being preached in your church, out of the testimonies and stories that are happening in your church. Uh, just bring that creative energy and, and you know, if you don't feel like you're super creative and you don't have that ideation strength, uh, bring people in your mix that, man, it just seems like they're artistic and creative and they've always got fresh ideas. And, uh, you know, I'm hardly ever am I the guy with the idea at the table. Uh, I want people around me that have way better eyes and ears and, uh, you know, just different thinkers at the table. So it's not all just, uh, you know, me and my leadership and my preferences. No, I, I want to lay that down and kind of figure out as a team, how can we uh, find some super fun stuff? So we actually have Danover, one of our worship leaders who, in fact, we, we had on this podcast uh, a few episodes back. And, uh, you know, he's working on some really fun stuff with like a vocoder and uh, with a keyboard for this current weekend that we're going into. So, I mean, it's just fun to bring team members in on that. And how can we be more creative as a worship team? And how can we, uh, you know, how can we lead with more creativity? So even ideas outside of the Sunday service, uh, how can you get creative with team nights and community nights? And how can you get creative with devotionals and just pouring into your team? How can you get creative in, uh, in keeping uh, just everything fresh and, uh, and new and fun? And not for the sake of fun, but for the sake of, uh, you know, God is doing a new thing. You know, it's it's one of those phrases that always keeps me uh, centered on the fact that God is never stale. He's never stagnant. He's always moving forward. And I think we need to be the same in the way that we follow Jesus and the way that we lead others to follow him. And so uh, this was super off the cuff and just riffing tonight. Um, but man, I hope that it has encouraged you uh, leading with resolve, leading with relationship and leading with creativity. We've got to do all three of those things, I think, to be the best leaders, best worship leaders, worship pastors, worship team members, and worshipers of Jesus. And in 2023, I can tell you this, things are not going to get less complicated when it comes to culture and community and church and life in general. Uh, things rarely move backwards or stay the same. They're constantly changing. And so I don't think life is going to get any less complicated as we approach a new year. But even in the idea of New Year's resolutions, uh, resolve and resolution come from the same root word. And, uh, you know, a lot of people fail on those New Year's resolutions. I was just talking about this with my brother. You know, one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is I'm going to get in shape. And so the gyms are full week one and two of January, but man, by February 1st, they're pretty much 80% cleared out. And uh, that's because they didn't uh, make the decision to lead and live with resolve. And that's where you stand firm. And so stand firm in your leadership. And when you know the Lord's called you to something, don't swerve to the left or to the right. Uh, trust in him. Don't trust in uh, your own self or don't trust in uh, the words of other people, but trust in the Lord 
And uh, you know the verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, don't lead on your own understanding, but acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. So lead with resolve. Lead with relationship and community. Uh, we, we are called to do this life with others, right? And then lead with creativity. God has given you everything you need uh, for your leadership and your life. And I'm praying for you. I hope you have a great rest of the year. I hope you have a blessed Christmas. And I love to hear kind of the ideas that you're doing. So feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, my email is simple. It's Kurt, K-U-R-T, at curtisparks.com. God bless you guys. Much love. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.